0: So have you ever uh, just, like, realized that you're accidentally on a diet before? Like, without thinking? No. So, like, today I realized that, like, for two straight days, I was sitting at work and I realized that I had been a vegetarian for two straight days without noticing.
1: I'm proud of you!
0: And I instantly had a craving for, like, a hot dog (laughs) when I realized that.
1: And did you eat one?
0: No, I did not. I went back to my vegetarian lasagna. <laughs> you actually broke my my vegetarian streak with this meat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed your hamburger.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Food for Pod.
1: Have some food,
0: yes, we do. Are you hungry? I am. I'm ready to eat. Um, Liz, I am looking at a burger, mm-hmm. and looks like we've got the classic uh, how do you fold your paper situation? We have burger and hot dog. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm talking about. It's a falafel.
0: Well, I was gonna say, but it's like it's long, like a hot dog.
1: It is long, like a hot dog. It is a very uh, hamburger, hot dog situation. If a,
0: if a, it's a falafel dog.
1: Yes. And what's fr- falafel dog?
0: What's falafel dog? Exactly. I don't know what's falafel dog with you. Exactly. So what do we have?
1: Yeah, um, we've got. You're correct. We got a burger and a falafel sandwich and some French fries.
0: Yeah. From where?
1: From a very new local spot in our neighborhood. Windy City Gyro. No, new. Newer. Newer, newer. It's uh, called Ragadon, and it's um, by the Jewel. (laughs) (laughs) Where,
0: Where by the Jewel?
1: Like on the between, if you're walking from Jewel to Target, you will walk past oh, is it. This, this is important information for all of our listeners. So, all of our uptown. So it's the newest restaurant in between the Jewel and the Target in uptown.
0: Is this the one that has burgers, falafels, wings, and galore? Everything? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no.
1: It's not. <laughs> um, it's just burgers and falafels.
0: Well, why are, why did you go so close for this? Today,
1: I wanted to go somewhere super local because we've been eating a lot of foods internationally lately. So I felt like we should eat something from our neighborhood. That's
0: right. This is the Amsterdam episode, baby.
1: Everyone's been eagerly awaiting, in which I got two messages that said, I hope you'll talk about this on the podcast. Well,
0: this is it. Buckle up. (laughs) Should we eat this and then talk? Let's eat it
1: and then talk. What did you think?
0: It was a tasty burger. Great. And a very burgery burger.
1: <laughs> it was a burger that made you think of a burger.
0: Yes. I, I did not I did not get any surprises, which is good for a burger.
1: Good. I enjoyed my falafel sandwich. Yes. I think falafel has more pitfalls.
0: It's true. It was uh falafel can be very dry.
1: Mm-hmm. I've had
0: a lot of and I think that's like with a lot of like falafel types of like hush puppies is another one. Yeah. Where like anything that can be like dried out like that, I, I get hesitant towards.
1: Yeah, I did not find the falafel sandwich dry. I think you there was hummus on it, and tomatoes and pickles, and so there were a lot of ingredients.
0: Now, as far it out, as far as condiments go, though, here's my thing: hummus might be the driest of all the condiments
1: that's an interesting (laughs) you disagree i mean i don't disagree i mean you disagree
0: that hummus is a condiment
1: yeah i wouldn't i yeah i'm i'm struggling with that because i'm wondering what the definition of condiment is
0: well this is a big uh, big conversation. All right,
1: because hummus. This isn't. This was not in my outline. <laughs> hummus is a dip. Yes. So, but it's also a spread. It can be a spread. I'm not denying that hummus can be used right. as a condiment. What I'm thinking is, are there condiments that I would consider drier? Uh, I think peanut butter. Peanut
0: butter is exactly the other one I was gonna come up with.
1: So legume based legume, spreads...
0: legume based spreads are can't, are pretty dry. Are pretty dry, and you need something moist to go with them. Like
1: the egg based spreads, like mayonnaise.
0: Oh, ma- mayonnaise, or I was thinking hollandaise for something.
1: Hollandaise. Place. That's a that isn't. I wouldn't call hollandaise dry. Or spread. It's also funny to call something that's like. I mean, it's like a paste. So, so like, it's not a liquid like ketchup, but like. It's, a, it's interesting to see that hummus is dry.
0: I mean it it has kind of a dry like vibe though when you when you eat it.
1: A dry vibe.
0: Like it doesn't quench it your doesn't, thirst. Well
1: it doesn't quench your I would like never ketchup. be thirsty and choose hummus <laughs> or ketchup.
0: I'm just saying if you had to if you were thirsty and you had to choose one.
1: Well I wouldn't choose falafel.
0: <laughs> so ketchup.
1: So, yes, if I had to, if I was thirsty and my only options were hummus and ketchup, I guess I would. But you, but it would be so gross. We do have some ketchup packets if you're thirsty.
0: I'm not, because I also have a bottle of water.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to dump that out, and then we'll see how you like it.
0: And in three days, when I'm so thirsty, after not drinking, I'll have the ketchup. You
1: won't be able to drink any water, because I threw out your water bottle. Yep. You have no other options. No
0: other options. All right. So I think that's a pretty glowing review yeah, of, so of the food we just there's ate. This,
1: there's this new, like, locally owned, family owned burger and falafel shop in our neighborhood. And we're like, it was great. What do you think about drinking ketchup? <laughs> no, I want to I wanna put some love on this restaurant because I'm excited. I'm always excited when something new Opens up in our corner of Chicago. Love
0: just walking places. Love
1: somewhere in the winter that I can walk to in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And we're kind of uh, letting everybody in on the sauce of where we live, too. We've already told them we live somewhere where there's a Jewel and a Target.
1: Right, uptown. Uptown. We've said we live in uptown. (laughs) I mean... That's not everywhere has a Jewel and a Target in Chicago. Good point. We could live in Wicker Park or... Um, or
0: maybe it's a red herring. Maybe we're just... We we went out of our way to get this.
1: Yeah, maybe we live in New York. Yep. Anyway. So tell
0: me more about this place.
1: So <laughs> it's in our neighborhood in, in Uptown in Chicago. I definitely recommend checking them out. What's the neighborhood again? It's called Ragadon. Is that's my assumption of the pronunciation? I don't think they're about info. Said if you're producing a podcast about us, here's how you pronounce our name. Um, but the the chef's name is Dan, which made me second <laughs> guess that maybe it's Raga Rag Raggedan. Raggedan. Ragadan. Um No, so they they're an American falafel shop. Uh, the chef is originally. Well, his family is Jordanian. Okay. But you'll never guess where Chef grew up. Chicago. No.
0: Kentucky?
1: No. It's Oklahoma City. Oh,
0: did you do this just for me?
1: I No, I was already... So I wanted to eat there because... first You looked
0: I, up all the chefs for I looked Oklahoma. Up, yeah,
1: we're doing only Oklahoma chefs from here on out. No, it's... um, I, I found it... Okay, so the reason I picked it was because i was feeling lazy Mm -hmm. and um
0: we are jet lagged by the way yeah
1: and i want i there was i was excited there's a new place opening up and i wanted to try it and then i it was listed in eater does a list of the hottest places to eat right now and this restaurant made the list so i was like okay so it's getting some buzz it's not just me walking around my neighborhood seeing things so
0: it's a it's it's on the come up
1: it's on the come up. It's getting some It's getting some buzz in the blogs. Well, now
0: I know why it was so good, because the chef's from Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, so he grew up in Oklahoma City, and then he worked in a variety of restaurants in Chicago, and then he and his wife, Maria, opened up the restaurant, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about their story. I just wanted to read it directly from their website. This is my favorite thing to do. Um... So, as we know, it's a family business owned and operated by husband and wife, Danny and Maria, and the chef's name is Danny Swice. I don't think I said that. Um, Danny and Maria, and with the help of family, Ragadon has become a reality. Being a family-run restaurant, it's closed on Sundays, so all employees can have a day of the week that they can count on to be with their loved ones. Like Chick-fil-A. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't know. Um... Why did you ruin that very nice sentiment?
0: <laughs> Continue.
1: This is the sentence that it says. So, if you happen to stop by for some falafels and burgers on a Sunday afternoon, sorry for the inconvenience, they won't be there. But try Montrose Beach; you may find them having a barbecue. And if your timing is right, you may just get that burger and falafel picnic style. I
0: like that because it reminds me of the guy, the guy, the sign that went viral of like, uh, chef we're closed chef not here taking kid to legoland
1: yeah and that was one of my favorite things that ever went viral is son take chef takes son to legoland for son's third birthday yeah but the difference between these guys and that chef is that chef wasn't like come bother me at disneyland and maybe i'll give you some sushi that's
0: a good point anybody walking around anybody at montrose <laughs> beach i'm now going to assume that they Dan- I'm going to go up to him and be like, Dan, can I have a burger and a falafel?
1: <laughs> if you see somebody with an Oklahoma hat yep. and they're grilling falafel. Just be like, hey, heard you run at a restaurant. Give me some falafel. You
0: think I won't go up to somebody wearing an OU hat? Then? You
1: always will. I remember when there was somebody walking around the park in an OU hat and you kept saying boomer. Yep. And he ignored you the first time three or four times then everybody yelled boomer and finally he goes my brother went to med school there in, which is not the appropriate response in
0: my defense it was my birthday and i was rather drunk yes so
1: <laughs> i thought it was hilarious it was hilarious you can't wear a hat and expect people not to talk about exactly. it
0: exactly don't wear hats don't be a hat person
1: you wear a hat with nothing on it so no one has anything to say
0: we're, we're the we the uh Oh, what's the, the the dude the Rob Lowe hat that just says NFL? NFL.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I I'm a big fan. What I you know what I liked about this uh, meal a lot is the sauces because yes. we we're gonna talk about spoiler alert Amsterdam in a little bit. So I brought a little bit of the Amsterdam Belgium region. We home. had fries. We had fries. We had French fries. We had, very good french fries. And we had some unconventional dips. Yes. Um,
0: not hummus.
1: Not hummus. I have not ever dipped fries in hummus.
0: I'm sure I have, uh, but it was unintentional.
1: I mean, you just, just accidental.
0: Oh, no, your fries are in my hummus. And <laughs> that's how you created Reese's.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> no. I,
1: no. Wait, I'm imagining, like, a peanut butter cup, but it's, like, a french fry outside and hummus hummus on the inside.
0: Million dollar idea. All right. You heard it here first. Trademark it. Okay,
1: it's official. Trademark. No one can use it. A
0: hummus cup. People would eat those.
1: Wait, but do we need to... No, I guess because we don't say the word chocolate anywhere in the name Reese's Peanut Butter Cup.
0: No. um, I
1: never really noticed that.
0: Yeah. What if we did we'll talk off podcast about our million dollar shark tank idea. All
1: right, hummus cups coming to you, a restaurant near you in 3 to 5 years. Um so we are dips that we had were uh zaatar mayonnaise mm-hmm. and a tahini ranch which I enjoyed a lot.
0: I, that was the that was the which was which because there was a white which was the mayo. The white mayo. sauce
1: was the mayo and that oh. was also on your burger. Yes.
0: I like both of them and I'm not a I am the kind of guy that likes aiolis and not mayos. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like mix up your mayo for me, and I like both of them very well.
1: Yeah, we've already talked about the history of ranch dressing on this podcast, but um, do you know what zatar is, Dylan? I do Pop not. Quiz.
0: <laughs> I fail.
1: <laughs> He's just like I don't know. Nope, I, I won't I don't guess now. Um. So it. The, the, said, oh.
0: Did you say zatar or sitar?
1: zatar. Oh,
0: so not the instrument that.
1: If was... I'm trying to remember my Arabic pronunciation, it's like zatar. I can't do that letter. <laughs> Fine. I'm not, I, zoinks. I'm, not, zoinks, I'm not. I took a year of Arabic and I learned how to pronounce exactly seven of the consonants. Yeah. in Arabic. And Ayn is one of the most difficult ones. And Zatar in Arabic features an Ayn.
0: And I have subbed an Arabic class before. So so you
1: know what Ayn looks like. Yes. A squiggly. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, no. So, so za- what Is za-tar. No, so just it just
1: called Zatar. sitar. I did when I did go to the Wikipedia page. It did say for the instrument, see sitar, which is <laughs> <See?
0: laughs> <Vindicated. laughs> hilarious
1: because they have like two letters in common. Yep, it.
0: vindicated.
1: <laughs> um, zatar refers it, It's a like the word or like refers to a specific um, species of oregano.
0: Okay,
1: but um, which is called hyssop, or. Arab oregano. But um, when you see za'atar on a menu, it refers to a mix of spices. So it can contain dried thyme, oregano, marjoram. Um, generally, the spice mix includes sesame seeds and salt as well. And then different people make different versions that can include other spices like sumac. I saw cumin sometimes. So it's a, it's a spice blend that focuses on like the oregano family. Okay. Um, and all that checks out. Yeah, and it's really good. I, I feel like I saw a blog that was like it's good on everything, but it kind of is like you can just put it on bread and it makes your bread better. I believe it. Um, you can put it in your mayonnaise apparently, and it makes your mayonnaise better. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the mayonnaise a lot, and so I think like this is. This is actually, we've talked about fusion a lot on this show, and I felt like this was an interesting version of fusion because, like, the burger basically just had one nod Mm -hmm. to Middle Eastern food with the mayonnaise. Yeah. And maybe the pickles? I don't know. I
0: feel like a burger is a very good, like, it's it's basically a blank canvas because all you need Mm -hmm. is, like, a bun and, I'm not even saying a piece of meat, all you need is a a bun and the the burger and then you can do whatever like you don't watch bob's burgers but literally every episode they do a bun a pun based burger for bob's burgers it's like they've they've had hundreds of episodes where they've come up with these like real they've even put out cookbooks of burgers based on it so i think you could do a lot with a burger
1: yeah that's a that's a good Point. I think it's a, it's a it's an easy food to fuse with other cuisines yeah. because it doesn't necessarily bring a lot to the table on its own. And
0: if you don't like what somebody's done, you could just wipe everything off and just eat the burger.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: It's a very like it's very you could you can experiment with it's it's very low risk uh, food.
1: Yeah, I can't say I've never removed things from yeah. burgers having made a incorrect choice. I also think there's like, there's like two different ways that people think about burgers because one is to do that where you use it as a blank canvas and include a variety of other flavors. But then there's other places that are just like really about like a big patty yeah. and like a big honking meat sandwich. And well, like-
0: and then there's like burgers for the masses which is like at like a at like a barbecue or something where it's just like you want to get as many done right like at the school picnic for the entire school kind of thing
1: sure not a fan of those burgers usually
0: well no because normally they're from a box from like Costco or something
1: yeah and as you can tell i'm not i'm not a big fan of the like we care mostly about the meat type yeah. burgers like i like the ones that are like a thinner patty and then more accoutrement
0: yeah Um, you you can say that you just like White Castle
1: oh I love White Castle (laughs) disgusting
0: it's great (laughs) it's wonderful
1: um right so I just I want to nod back to my falafel um because that was whereas the burger was more American in origin the falafel sandwich had a lot more Middle Eastern elements um something I was looking up. the I hadn't, I don't know if I had had the bread that it was on before, actually.
0: It looked like a sesame seed bun.
1: Yeah, so it's actually got the letter I in it again. It's a uh, cock. <laughs> I, I should stop doing that.
0: Cock. Am I going to have to bleep this out?
1: It's or? not, it's not, the, it's not the word cock. Oh. It's cock. It's, but uh, that,
0: there's no difference in the
1: I'm this is trying. like this
0: is like when I say pin and pin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bread. It's a, it's um a sesame seed cock bread. Yes, roll. <laughs> Stop. It's um, a, it's a bread that has sesame seeds on it. That's kind of it says, a, like a hard biscuit kind of dough. It is. It was phallic shaped. I'm not. Look like I'm a, not liking it this.
0: It did kind of look like a penis. <laughs>
1: but it. It like you also can. It's also sold in ring form.
0: Like cock ring.
1: Cock rings. <laughs> 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 I'm looking at a picture. Of, it's literally said cock rings. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. Is this um,
0: because somebody gave us a review that they like it when we laugh?
1: Yeah, it was a baby. A baby <laughs> said they like it when we laugh, so now we're going to laugh about a cock rings. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, anyway. I, anyway, <laughs> it tasted good. The taste cock co- co- t- tasted good. I, I enjoyed my cock ring, uh, falafel on a cock um that's what i had it
0: tasted good
1: it tasted good there was hummus on it to make it wet
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right this is definitely the after dark episode oh
1: my god i think you put g-rated um on this it's fine no i I'm, i'm being irreverent i i enjoyed this very much and i i wish a lot of success to this business i can't wait to go back and try they also have Fried chicken sandwiches, grilled chicken. Um, there's eggs. There's like egg salad sandwich that sounded good. Um, so yeah, come let's do it. visit our neighborhood. Go to the Jewel. Go to the Target. And go to. That's Raga what we got: Dunn. Jewel,
0: Target, and this brand new restaurant. Yep. Uh, Liz, uh, since we have since that is close, now let's come to what people have been bearing banging down the door for. Yeah.
1: So. Um, in case you want to go somewhere a little bit further away than um, our neighborhood, we're going to talk about some things we ate in Amsterdam. We
0: just went to Amsterdam, and I will say that stay tuned for part two of this. Uh, we will do our uh, our Belgium recap, but right now we're only focusing on Amsterdam.
1: Yeah, and I just want to say um, one of the reasons i didn't get dutch food for this episode is they don't sell dutch food in chicago there's not
0: <laughs> i would argue that there's not a lot of like traits to the dutch food yeah it's mainly fish and locally grown things
1: so i wanted to just ask you this question to start yes. off which is before we went to the netherlands yes what were your impressions of dutch food
0: marijuana <laughs> that they were just cookies and cakes that have marijuana <laughs> baked into them.
1: That's the only. Food.
0: That's the only food that they eat.
1: You know, you can make anything with butter. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, no, I. My uh, does have to
1: be a cake.
0: My impression of Dutch food was very limited. Uh, Red Bull.
1: Red Bull's Austrian.
0: Okay. Then.
1: But Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen is a Red Bull driver. Yes. Uh I so,
0: so I I did some digging to look up restaurants for our trip. Uh so so you didn't have to pick out all the restaurants and I found that there is it is very especially in Amsterdam it is a very get whatever you want kind of city. They have pretty much anything you could want. Yeah, I mean,
1: Amsterdam is a cosmopolitan international city, so you can get almost any kind of food, but...
0: So that was where my prime focus was before.
1: I was like, there isn't anything that I think of as, like, this is a Dutch restaurant, or this is a Dutch dish. And I I actually Googled, can you eat tulips? (laughs) Can you? Yes. But then it got really sad because they ate a lot of tulips in World War II. Oh.
0: Because... It made them feel like home?
1: Because they didn't have other foods, but they had a lot of tulips.
0: Mm, okay. Well.
1: But you could you can actually, like, eat the petals and use them as a garnish, although tulips are prettier together, I think. Not
0: but, on your plate.
1: Yeah, and then you can also, I think you can cook the bulbs and make, like, soup or...
0: Tulip bulb soup.
1: Yeah, or flour you can make flour out of tulip bulbs we did not eat this This We did not not something that was there was not an opportunity to eat tulips um i the thing that's embarrassing is i if you had asked me like two weeks ago what is dutch food i wouldn't have really had an answer for you and i had been there before
0: that's what i'm saying about it not really having like that big of an identity like I think that we lump a lot of European places together when we think of, like, cuisine.
1: Right. Like, I... Know? I Like, one of the things that I did associate with the Netherlands was French fries, and mm. that has French in the name.
0: And it's from Belgium.
1: I did Google, and they are from France. Oh, wow. Well. But they're very associated with Belgium, too. They're very associated with the whole part of the world. Um,
0: I would say... My thing is that, like... I would have said fish. Because... But also... The same thing can be said about any Scandinavian country. Mm -hmm. When we went to Portugal, they had a big, like, they were all about fresh fish. So, like, it's kind of cheating to say fish. Yeah,
1: fish is, like, anywhere that has a coast. Right. Which
0: which is foreign to me because I've never lived anywhere with a coast.
1: That explains why our friends at Raggedon don't have a fish sandwich. Yeah, because we don't... You don't have fish in Oklahoma. Oh, we
0: look like a bunch of Catholics. (laughs) Um <laughs> So how do you want to jump right into this?
1: How do I wanna jump right in? I wanna I wanna ask you one more question before we jump further in. Okay. I wanna get into the pool like I do a pool, which is slowly and screaming. Cannibal! No, I'm a am like a inch in a little bit more and just panic. Um What are your impressions of Dutch food now that we've been there?
0: I thought you were gonna ask me how do I get into a pool? <laughs> Uh, what you I... said
1: cannabis. Yeah. I assumed that was out. My, uh, no. <laughs> my,
0: impressions, my my impression of Dutch food now is uh, it is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure, yeah. I think. I think that we could have gone and ate nothing but American food. Mm-hmm. We could have ate nothing but fast food because there was all the Burger Kings and the... Domino's, Papa John's subways that mm-hmm. you could want. Uh, and I think that we did a very good job of trying a lot of different things.
1: Yeah. So I want to start with um, the Dutch food that we tried.
0: Our Thanksgiving meal. Was that the Thanksgiving meal? The The, the Michelin restaurant. No. No. Okay.
1: That wasn't... I mean, that was obviously Dutch food. That was a Dutch restaurant. It was extremely local. You couldn't get more local than that restaurant. Yes. Spoiler alert. But I mean, like, historical... Oh, okay.
0: Tell me about the Dutch.
1: Dutch food. You might remember, or you may not remember, because it came right after the Heineken experience.
0: Yes. Oh. Oh. So, beer. Beer.
1: <laughs> beer is Dutch, beer is Dutch food. Beer is Dutch food. Beer is
0: Dutch food. How could We I did forget? have
1: a fuckload of beer. We
0: did eat a lot of beer.
1: We ate so much beer... <laughs> We did not dip fries in beer.
0: No, but we did watch soccer and drink beer. We
1: drank soccer and watched beer. Um, yeah, we went to a lot of different bars, but I was talking about between the Heineken Experience and another bar, we went to a bar where we had bitterballen.
0: Yes, yes, bitterballen.
1: Bitterballen is um, actually a food that I think is Dutch in origin.
0: And I think that we found that every culture has their own. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna bread it, and I'm gonna fry it.
1: Yes, and bitterballen is the Dutch contribution to the fried foods of the world. It's um. So I looked up what it is. It's um. Uh, stew so it's like roux and beef stock thickened together so there's like a good amount of beef there's also a good amount of just like roux yeah kind of like floating around then you refrigerate this ball of beef and roux and you uh firm it up And and then you fry it
0: and it comes out real uh like moist
1: yeah. Real if you're wet. talking about a fried ball, it's like a mouth It's not dry. It's like a
0: <laughs> mouthful of like it, it's almost a cheese like texture.
1: Yeah, like, it's yeah, it's it's great. like it's not it's it's cuz it's a stew inside. Yeah. That is it's fried, so it's not like liquid, but it's like not solid it's definitely not a dough inside it's definitely no,
0: I, I was impressed and i think that we also ate it when we were like really hungry so
1: yeah and it um i think and I you'd notice that there was like a little bit of a curry flavor in it yes. and that is a, a traditional spice to include in uh, bitter or nutmeg hmm. um then the other food we ate in that meal was called ossenwurst
0: which is just uh, a charcuterie tray it is... Oh, no, that was a different one. This was like the raw meat. This was
1: raw sausage. They just, they
0: just fed us raw sausage.
1: Yeah, so it's... Ossenwurst it's, was traditionally made from oxen, which is why the name is Ossenwurst.
0: Wait, so we had ox? No, It's oh.
1: nowadays it's mostly made of beef. Oh, that's it, I'd be very surprised if the random place we stopped at was like <laughs> doing the traditional version. So I... Although the menu was not in enough English for me to be sure. That's but,
0: the best part, is that we don't know exactly what we ate.
1: Yeah, well, I'm guessing it was it was definitely raw meat. There
0: was raw meat. I think it was
1: beef. And and we,
0: and we were just like, Well, I, they wouldn't serve it to us if it was bad for you when we ate it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was it was good. You dip it in mustard. It's it's all it was served with mustard there and that's how it's usually served.
0: And to be fair, that's my that's my theory about McDonald's too. If it they wouldn't serve it to us if it was bad for us.
1: So. That's yeah. That's a good uh attitude to use. Well, I think there's a difference between they wouldn't serve it to us if it's going to kill us. True. Versus is it good for us? I don't know. Is it good to eat a plate of raw sausage? We're not dead.
0: Maybe over like a long period of time it would have ill things about our health, but we seem fine now.
1: I think it would just like make you strong. Yeah.
0: And with all the beer we drank.
1: Yeah. We're just on our way to being the best Formula One driver in the world. Yep. Um, okay, so, let's talk about, not that I'm excluding that meal from our favorite meals, because maybe that was our favorite meal, but, like, what, what was your favorite meal? That
0: was definitely the, uh, like, we need to find a place to eat, and pleasant surprise. It turned out to be pretty good.
1: Yeah, that was definitely, like, we are very hungry. We just did the whole Heineken experience. We
0: need to get food. Yeah. Uh. My fate, it's tough to like pick because I have a lot of things that I liked about the different places we went. So I just want to like the our traditional, non traditional Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Yeah, that was a highlight for me for sure.
0: So you have all the details about where we went.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was called Dukas. Mm-hmm. Surely you remember some things about it. Dukas
0: Mace. <laughs> Like you know, like the Ramstein song.
1: <laughs> what did you say?
0: Du cost me.
1: It's du hast mich.
0: Yeah. What did you say?
1: You said, <laughs> "Do you?" Say, I you, even if you were putting the rest in, the third word is me.
0: Du hast.
1: Du hast Mich.
0: I <laughs> think we're saying the same thing. Yeah.
1: Um, Decaz. <laughs> restaurant Decaz. So,
0: the restaurant, it was really cool because we went in, uh, as we went in, we walked through a greenhouse. Yeah. That, that the food comes from. Yeah,
1: so all of, like, not all, I don't want to ever say all, but most of the food that they serve comes from either their farm, which was not literally where the restaurant was, right. but somewhere nearby, or this greenhouse where they're literally growing vegetables,
0: so in we the were, restaurant. So this is on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because uh, we, we, we bucked the norm and went to a, vegeta- a veggie forward uh, course menu on yeah. Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Locavore. For lunch we went. So it's like very yes. locavore like where the food you can like literally see it growing out in the garden.
0: And there was a stork.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it was in a park. It was a greenhouse in a park and there was a stork living in a nest in a playground that you could see from the window just chilling and so chillin', if you got seat. if you got bored of eating you could watch the stork do things yep so i think more restaurants should do that um
0: build themselves near a stork nest
1: yeah more restaurants should be located by the habitats of interesting animals but hmm. i don't see what could go wrong
0: I mean, mo- I, I mean, most of the restaurants around here have raccoons near them at some point. Oh, probably. Yeah.
1: Uh, or, or cats. Cats. I think I. that's a controversial hot take, but I don't more mind cats. if a restaurant has a cat. I think more cats.
0: I mean, I don't think knowing you and knowing how much you like cats, that's that hot of a take.
1: It's a hot take because it's kind of gross. It is.
0: Cats are gross. Their butts are everywhere.
1: Their butts are everywhere. Their butts are everywhere. <laughs> cats have so many butts. Their
0: butts all over the place.
1: Just covered in but butts. But this
0: restaurant did not have any. This restaurant butts.
1: didn't have any cats. Like, like, the stork wasn't inside. No, it was outside. I can you imagine if the stork was inside? How terrifying it that would probably be. Probably
0: would have been on my plate.
1: I would imagine like you're eating and you're like, "Go away, stork! I don't <laughs> want a baby." <laughs>
0: It did leave at one point. Yeah. And we were
1: like, someone's getting a baby. Yeah. Um, So, no, this is, they, <laughs> so it's like the opposite of Thanksgiving, because, well, no, I think it's like, it's the opposite of like a traditional meat party Thanksgiving. But I think, <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking about Cochrane.
0: Meat, meat party. Meat
1: party. Um, but it's <laughs> sausage fest. Mm-hmm. Um, Raw sausage. <laughs> yes. Um, it's the opposite of that it's like <laughs> um It was
0: very veggie forward. It was
1: veg it was veggie it was veggie forward and it was very like there was
0: thoughtful.
1: One. There was and w- no, but my point is I think it's it's the same ethos as Thanksgiving because it was like really thinking about where does your food come from and like being grateful for your food was like the kinds of things that I was thinking about while eating that meal. Yeah. So I don't think it was like I think
0: that it was, I think, the way that I think of it is when you think of, like, traditional American Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you think of, like, stuffing yourself and then not being able to move for hours and watching football on TV and with, and then a big turkey. Yeah. And so I think that it was very, it was very much not that.
1: It was not that, but it was very, like, respectful of food. Yes. Yes. Um. So you want to talk about what we ate? Sure. So, I, cause there were so many things that were so good. Um, the soup was really good. The pumpkin gazpacho. Yes. So it was like a. It was like a pumpkin. Co- yes. I mean, it a wasn't cold like cold. Soup. It was like room temperature, or was yeah. it cold? It was I think like, it
0: was like a room temperature. Room
1: temperature soup. to cold pumpkin. There were some like good spices on it. Yep. Um, that was so good. I don't think I've had. I've had pumpkin soup, but I don't think I've ever had it as a gazpacho, yep, and I, that was like a nod to Thanksgiving for me.
0: I really liked the uh, the fish.
1: Yeah, the and fish that course. that was yeah. So the only course that had any meat at I, all.
0: Surprise! I really liked the meat. You liked the
1: one that had meat in it. Um, the uh, so that was hamachi cubes with there was cucumber dill watermelon radish there was like a yogurt sauce right yeah it was oh my god that was so good it was very light and refreshing and it was actually interesting that the lightest course was the one that had a a meat in it yeah but hamachi is a pretty light fish it
0: was like refreshing it was a very refreshing
1: course. yeah if i was thirsty i would rather eat that course than then ketchup. Hummus. even ketchup
0: yeah wow we're really putting the hierarchy in. Yeah. Here.
1: <laughs> no, it was it was extremely refreshing. It was extremely like kind of like light flavors yep. of like I wanna I wanna say spring, but it or summer, but it was like November. But um you get all right. you you're picking up what I'm putting.
0: Yeah, down. yeah, yeah.
1: And it was pretty. It was like it
0: was
1: beautiful in terms of appearances, like green watermelon radish.
0: Yeah, if you also if if people listening like want to see the pictures of these go to liz's instagram well i
1: put them in my story but
0: oh you haven't posted them
1: i just posted them in never the story. mind
0: you don't get to see them um,
1: maybe i'll post them to um well if you looked at my story but yeah. I'll, I'll probably i'll post them for the
0: at some point podcast well, yeah promo promo Pro- we'll promo with them
1: um my favorite one of all my favorite course of all was the celeriac
0: mm-hmm.
1: um the celeriac root
0: which is weird because you hate celery
1: i don't like the texture
0: and this tasted a lot like celery,
1: but it was a—it was the roots, and it was like roasted, and it had this like beautiful caramel, like caramelized skin. Mm. I never said I dislike the flavor of celery. I dislike <laughs> how it feels in your mouth. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. It's, just, it's stringy. Yep. There's nothing sexual about stringiness.
0: And there's nothing sexual about celery. You're right. Yeah.
1: It's, it's
0: definitely a boner killer.
1: Yeah, nothing nothing turns me off more than imagining the texture of celery. <laughs> um no, but celeriac is like it's like kinda like more meaty, right? It's like home it has it's very comforting mouthfeel. Yeah.
0: It's it's got girth.
1: Yeah, it's, it feels good in your mouth. It's yeah. like celery. <laughs> um, but it was also the beautiful uh, roasting on the skin, the caramelization. And then there was pear and uh, shiso leaf, which I saw growing in the garden. Yep.
0: And good wine.
1: Yeah, we had rosé, because it was daytime. Rosé is a daytime wine. It is.
0: It's great. That's the best part about Europe, is you can just wake up and start drinking wine.
1: That's just vacation.
0: Not maybe. But I've never been not on vacation in Europe. I so. mean, I have
1: so much wine. You can you can wake up and start drinking wine any day you want. I
0: mean, I got responsibilities, so.
1: Yeah. Um. And then the last course was cauliflower, mushroom, and black garlic.
0: Which, not
1: my taste,
0: really, but... It was the, the the cauliflower. But they didn't overpower you with cauliflower. Yeah, we you were know I mean? saying you
1: don't really like cauliflower, but there was a lot of other things going on. Yes.
0: I was able to cause a lot of times when they give you like cauliflower as like the staple of a dish, it is like cauliflower.
1: But that's what we were talking about when we were eating, is like in America, whenever we want to make like a vegetarian thing, we say, Let's make this look like a meat thing. So you make cauliflower steak. And then half of the steak is, like, the stem. Yeah. Nobody wants to eat the stem. You want to eat the florets. So yeah. instead of saying, like, we need to take this vegetable and make it look like a meat, why don't you just use the vegetable the way it's meant to be used? But the and mushrooms, it tastes a lot better. But the
0: truffles and the garlic was great.
1: Yeah, the mushrooms are good. I fucking love black garlic. Sorry, I'm... No. This is a very adult episode. <laughs> um,
0: it's European.
1: Yes. Um... What else from our Amsterdam trip do we want to talk about?
0: Uh, I think that the other favorite I had was, uh, and it, it 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 is it is Dutch, but it's also Indonesian. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in my research, turns out there is a big Indonesian scene, food scene in Amsterdam.
1: Yeah. So we had a rice tofel. Which is the Indonesian rice table? Yes. We, the restaurant was called Longpora, but there's tons of Indonesian restaurants. This
0: meal had everything.
1: <laughs> it
0: had like twelve different little plates. Mm-hmm. It had we we had goat, chicken, beef, lamb, lamb, egg, egg, vegetables, all kinds of different vegetables we did not eat we maybe ate half of the food we were given
1: yeah we our eyes were bigger than our stomachs
0: but we tasted everything and i they they i'm shocked that the portions were real small mm-hmm. but they gave you so many so many different things yeah and we picked the small one
1: yeah we picked the small one we did not pick the three course rice to
0: it was insane
1: yeah it was it was great i really enjoyed it um. What what was I think? My favorite was the goat satay. Uh,
0: yeah, that the goat the goat satay was my favorite too. Uh, I was that there was duck. We forgot to mention. Oh yeah, we had duck. duck.
1: Oh my god, there were so many animals.
0: Like we had, we basically had a Noah's ark of animals oh, on our it table. It was the
1: opposite of the one that was like mostly vegetables. Yeah. Um,
0: it's good because because we have layers, and so does Amsterdam.
1: It's true. Um. Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about the the origins of rice to feller, rice table. So a rice table is basically what Dylan described. It's a whole bunch of different tiny portions of different Indonesian dishes served with rice. And then you can kind of mix and match and try a lot of things. And I suspected this when we were talking about it eating and I... Looked it up, and indeed, this is, as usual, one of these things that was made possible by colonizers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's based on a West Sumatran dish called nasi padang, which is a it's rice, and then so you have a plate with rice, and then a bunch of different uh, small dishes in a circle around it, and so that's the concept mm-hmm. that was borrowed from or stolen to create <laughs> rice table. Um, but because it was colonizers being ridiculous... I feel like
0: we need a colonizer buzzer to press every time we mention it every on time, podcast. Yeah,
1: you just, I was, I put this in my notes, you can't talk about the history of food With without talking about colon- colonization, it turns out. And
0: that's, I mean, it's the sad fact, like, there's plenty of, there's plenty of things that are horrible about colonization, but the global trade of food... Is a good shoot.
1: I feel like you could have had that without colonization. Maybe, but like we could have just all respected each other and gotten along. Yes. And exchanged food that way, but I'm I'm not okay. gonna say okay, hippie. Yeah, we don't. We can we can still enjoy rice table, <laughs> yes. but I think we need to be aware of like the history of why is this so popular in Holland. It's because the dutch brutally colonized indonesia for centuries they didn't um, call
0: the dutch trading company for nothing
1: right <laughs> that's my <laughs> dutch history corner yeah <laughs> dutch east india yes company um very very brutal um so this is what happened is that so nasi padang was from west Sumatra, and it was just the food of that region but um for rice table the dutch wanted to impress other europeans who were coming to indonesia and they wanted to impress their families when they were coming over and so they basically sourced dishes from all over indonesia Mm -hmm. and put them together in small portions so you can taste as many things as possible and they would get up to like 60 to 100 of them
0: that's amazing that is what thanksgiving is all about that's what
1: thanksgiving is
0: all. now now you're
1: getting closer to colonizing people and eating so much of their food that you get sick
0: yes that is what thanksgiving is all about it is about putting a little bit of mac and cheese here little potatoes here and just mixing it all up
1: yep and not thinking about where it came from yes
0: not talking about the past is exactly what Thanksgiving is about.
1: <laughs> Just like unexaminedly giving thanks for things. Yep, um, and eating uh, eating the shit, shit out of it. A shit ton of
0: little food.
1: Yeah, no, I, I did, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, it, it is something to keep in mind is that you will mostly see these restaurants in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and not necessarily in Indonesia. Right. <laughs> But it is it, it it was it was good. And
0: what was your favorite thing that we ate?
1: My favorite thing that we, my favorite thing that we ate, I think, was uh, the decosse meal which you already talked about. Yeah. I I really, really loved that.
0: It was fun. It was nice. and also like it was a good most of the time when we have we've we talked about it when we have course-out meals, it is like super filling and it's like, okay, this is what we're doing tonight mm-hmm. uh and i think that we were able to still have a day of like walking around and doing stuff yeah
1: we did we walked to a lot of places we explored that was our first day in amsterdam so we did a lot more exploration after i also just appreciated that it was open for lunch i think yeah. more fine dining restaurants should be open for lunch yeah um though the thing that the experience that i thought was interesting if not maybe my favorite definitely not my favorite meal but um we did go to mcdonald's
0: i mean it's a tradition whenever we go to a foreign country and and drink and stay out too late that we should get mcdonald's
1: suddenly you're hungry and the only thing open is mcdonald's
0: u.s.a. (laughs) u.s.a.
1: But I also like going to McDonald's in other countries because you get to see, like, the subtle differences.
0: It was like when we were in Portugal, they had beer at the McDonald's.
1: Yeah, so you are like, maybe they have beer at this McDonald's. Nope. They did not. Um, but they had a couple of things. They had rules posted. They did. Um, one of which was that you are not allowed to consume non-existing McDonald's products.
0: Which is a shame because I had brought my shamrock shake. And- yeah,
1: I was ready to eat a McRib. <laughs> Um, you also couldn't take photos, but I did take a photo of the rule board. You One a was photo of the rule
0: that said you couldn't take photos. Yes,
1: and there was also a rule on there that said you can't conduct business.
0: Uh, yes, and there was some shady business happening. <laughs>
1: someone stole the, someone else's McNugget. Okay, McNuthens. so this
0: is my What's Cooking Good Dylan of the...
1: Wait, I want to share one more fun fact, okay. and then we can do, do that. So, okay. the fun fact, I lo- remember, do you remember that we got fries sauce with our fries? Yes. I'm um, going full circle to the mayonnaises from earlier. So, yes. So. It,
0: it, it was just mayonnaise, basically. Yeah, so
1: fries sauce, I, I looked this up, it's only in the Netherlands. So, if you want to say, what's a Dutch food, just say fries sauce and hope people know what you're talking about. Um. So, fries sauce is like mayonnaise, but it's like... Slightly less fat is used in the process of making it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit lighter, more thirst quenching, some would say. <laughs> um, yep. And then the version it, at, at McDonald's, the secret ingredient is dill. I believe it. And yeah, because I tasted it and I was like, this is kind of like tartar sauce, but it's not. So I, I get that dill is the secret ingredient. And this is the funniest thing is that in, in the Netherlands, if you get fries sauce with dill in it it's called apparently american fries sauce
0: because they don't have dill
1: no no it's not that they don't have dill of course they have dill there was dill in our many of our meals um it's, D-
0: and you were having many of your meals with dill
1: dill in um no it's because uh they this this variety of fry sauce comes from mcdonald's Wow. Oh. So then, if you get it anywhere, it's American fry sauce because it's from McDonald's, it's an American McDonald's. restaurant. But we, I've never, you can't get it here. No,
0: because They're like if
1: I went to a restaurant here and I was like, "Can I get fry sauce with that?" They would probably like look at me funny and give me ketchup.
0: Maybe if you went to the one where the one in the West Loop where they train all the people and they have the oh yeah, if you went stuff, to, we
1: should go to International McDonald's. Sometime. We'll do a field trip. Do we'll, a field trip and report back.
0: We'll do we'll do an episode live from International McDonald's.
1: We just set up the podcast. And yeah. <laughs> I'm here on location with fry sauce.
0: All right, let's see what else they got.
1: All right, so so tell us, tell us okay. the, tell us the hot gas from the Netherlands McDonald's. We
0: met an absolute psychopath, and by met, I mean, <laughs> and by met I mean we. But we did witnessed. not
1: meet. We just saw.
0: We saw. So it was a pretty. It was like 1:30 in the morning in Amsterdam it was a pretty hop as you can imagine people wanted their munchies people wanted their food
1: it was the only place open. open
0: and people were people so we so it was pretty busy we got our food and we sat down and ate it uh, they had they had the the most annoying European thing where you had to pay to use the bathroom uh, but we get our food we sit down and there is a woman and what seemed to be a date and the date goes to the counter and comes back without food the woman goes to the counter and comes back and eats starts eating her food although the McDonald's employee comes up and is like ma'am you can't eat that that's not yours <laughs> and the man seemed the man she was with seemed very confused and this woman did not acknowledge the existence of the McDonald's employee.
1: She turned away. She was on her phone. She she was still chomping on the McNuggets. The
0: man that she was with tried to, like, talk to this guy and, like, say that she's just, like, confused about it or whatever. She was not talking uh, until I feel like they worked out an agreement between the two men and... They And this is what the point that I am finding with this is I think that in Amsterdam, they pay their McDonald's employees way more than they do here because a McDonald's employee would not care about somebody stealing food in the United States.
1: Oh, yeah. I've had at a fast food place somebody take my food and I've said I did not get this item and they just make it again.
0: But what a absolute psychopath to not even acknowledge the existence of the person that is basically calling her out for stealing something.
1: Yeah, it was interesting.
0: It was ba- it was maybe the wild, most wild thing I saw on the whole trip. <laughs> the scene at a McDonald's.
1: The most interesting part of my trip was somebody. So, so
0: how was your trip? How was your trip to Amsterdam? Uh. Well, I saw a crazy woman at a McDonald's, but not crazy, <laughs> but not crazy, and like you would see an American McDonald's,
1: like just a person who did not care about the social contract in any way.
0: Yeah, blows blows me away. But other than that, the food was that was not the best food experience. I will say that was not the best food experience. the 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 other places we went were better. I can't even think. Did we cover every place where we
1: we there was the place we went to for dinner. Um, the in in the pipe. Um, oh yeah, where we had the the beef carpaccio. Yes, I am going to try to say the name. It's Eat Cafe Wimpabukers.
0: Yes, that sounds good to me.
1: Um, that was the one where they had, we had a fish with mussels and fries on top yes. of it
0: so many muscles and mu- muscles part two is coming yeah but so. and you had
1: uh you had wild boar for the we first did
0: time. have wild boar oh, oh so good
1: <laughs> it was a wild boar croquette we had a lot of croquettes With
0: croquettes yeah um but i think that i think that this is a good place to leave our amsterdam and we'll uh head to bruges
1: we'll talk next. about bruges next time
0: and uh until then uh Please keep liking and listening to the podcast.
1: Yeah, tell your friends. Um, however, you learn about podcasts, uh, tell put it there. I don't know. <laughs> put it, <laughs> put put it, it there. there. Go to put it go there. Go to, go to Reddit. Be like, there's a new podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Talk about it on your TikTok. I don't have any of these. I have no idea. <laughs> you can
0: tell tell your children to do it for
1: you. Yeah, tell your babies. Oh, you okay. laugh Hey friends, thanks for listening. If you want to try any of the food, we got carry out today from Raggedan um, on 4409 North Broadway in Chicago. You'll find it between the Jewel and the Target. In Amsterdam, we went to Restaurant de Kos, which is situated in Frankendale Park, as it says on their website. We went to Eat Cafe, Wimpia Bukers, um, which is in the De Pipe neighborhood. And then we talked about restaurant Longpora, which is near the Westerkerk, um, in Amsterdam. If you want to go to McDonald's, I'm sure you know where to find one. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.